0: Welcome back to another edition of the Two Minute Morning Show. I'm your host, Kudo, and yes, that is the original NFL Films opening theme song. God, you heard that song back in the day, you knew it was football season. What a great classic uh, song to get us into the this new episode here. And like I said last week, we're going to go into some lists this week. Basically, how I'm doing is just a quick top five of what we got so far in the season. Just do a quick passing of some quarterbacks, the top five quarterbacks here. And we're going to do a little rushing, and then receiving, basically. So those three categories take out the offense. And then for defense, there's so many defensive players. I'm narrowing it down to just who's got the most tackles, who's got the most sacks, interceptions. That's really about it. So it kind of covers the basis of all of them. So we'll start really quick with passing. I think we all know right now. Passing touchdowns, definitely my boy, Russell Wilson. Guy's a beast. 16 passing touchdowns this year so far, and only two interceptions. It's crazy, man. The guy is just consistent, showing that he's pretty much the top candidate as of now. As of now, it's early. Poor the MVP. But Aaron Rodgers, looking like the old Aaron Rodgers, hasn't thrown a pick all season with 13 touchdowns. And 1,214 yards passing. Wilson with 1,285. I would say those two right there are good for 1 and 2. And then 3 and 4. And this is really not... I'm just throwing five guys here. I'm not saying that these are the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 best. But these are just the five that I think right now that are just out there really showing everyone crazy stats right now. Like I said, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Josh Allen's got to be the third guy out there. 12 touchdowns, 1 interception. And 1,326 yards passing. The big arm quarterback finally showing the NFL that he is a top quarterback talent. This is the first year he's really showing it. We saw some signs of it two years ago. We saw potential last year. And now we're finally seeing it for the first time this year. That he could be in that... Top 10, maybe even by the end of the season, top 5 quarterback talks going forward. It's good for him, just a guy out of University of Wyoming, which is cool. You never see anyone big come out of there. And this guy comes out ahead of everyone else in that draft and just really looks like he's been the best one so far. Better than Baker, better than Sam Darnold, obviously better than Josh Rosen. But Lamar Jackson, not quite there yet. He might have a little bit more of advantage only because he's got the MVP under his belt but number four quarterback i want to throw in there for next i think the best patty mahomes 11 touchdowns no interceptions 1134 passing yards patty mahomes proving again why he is a top quarterback and possible another mvp run as well if something happens there with uh, russell wilson dying out that's another guy who you can count in that category he's been great and the Kansas City Chiefs continue to roll upon everyone. Now, this fifth one, it's tough. There's a lot of guys. I mean, you can really, It's. really I don't really know who I want to go in this category for who I think is the fifth best quarterback there. But if I had to pick, I think I settled on Dak Prescott at number five. Because even though the team's not doing good, him as a quarterback doing great. Nine touchdowns, only three interceptions, and 1,600, 1,690 yards passing, man. That's all he does every game is pass. Just destroying it right now, Dak Prescott. A lot of people always say overrated, overrated, but I've always defended this guy. I love him. Mississippi State guy. I loved him in college. I said on my radio show back in the day, whoever drafts Dak Prescott is going to get a franchise quarterback. I just truly knew from day one, watching him from college, this guy was going to be the next best franchise quarterback. And the Dallas Cowboys were smart enough to pull the trigger on that one and get him. And I'm telling you, it's the best move they've ever made in a long time. So, those are your top five. Going forward so far with quarterbacks through the season, we got Russell, Aaron, Josh, Mahomes, and Dak. There's a lot of other guys that are sitting there on the cusp they would probably break it in later in the season, but we got a long season to go, folks, so we'll see what happens going forward. Now let's look at some top rushers right now, starting with uh, some touchdowns here. Leading the pack with the rushing touchdowns for the running backs, my boy, Mr. Dalvin Cook six TDs this year so far, and 424 rushing yards. Definitely the guy going forward you gotta watch out for. Ever since he's recovered from all those ACL injuries and knee injuries, he's finally figured it out being a top dog, man. And this is a guy, Florida State boy, another guy who I said coming out of college I knew was gonna be an elite running back, man. He's just a stud. And he's just proven to everyone why he's one of the top running backs in the league. He's... So good, just takes control, and it's just, just a pure, great running back. But right behind him at number two, we got through this guy at number two because he's just another guy who was always underrated, never got the chance. And, like, people always just say, like, ah, he's not really that good, yada, yada, yada. But Aaron Jones has to be the number two guy right there with four touchdowns this season so far on the rushing, and he's got 374 Rushing yards. He's really been impressing everyone this year. Not only in the rushing, but on the receiving as well. And that Monday night game, he really showed that he doesn't have to be a running back. He can be a receiving back, too. Just all-around stud performance by this guy. And he's going to continue to do that going forward. Whether the Packers have receivers or not, he can continue to roll through. And then the next guy I want to go for number three. Sadly, he's going to be out for the... uh, a month or so. Nick Chubb, right before that injury, man, this week, he was coming in with four touchdowns and 335 yards rushing. I'm putting him in number three just because I love him. And Nick Chubb, my boy Chubby, he's stud. Another stud. And it's a shame. He's down with a big injury, and he's going to be out for a while. But he is going to come back. But it's just this is the only time you'll probably see him in this top five category until he comes back. So we'll have to hope the best for him. Speedy recovery. Number four, this four and five are tough, but I went with number four with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the rookie, man, the rookie. Three oh four rushing. One rushing, touchdown, uh, one rushing touchdown, but he's got a couple receiving touchdowns under his belt as well. This guy can do it all. It's just another all round back, kind of like an Aaron Jones guy. He can just run, he can receive. He's really, that's what they've really been going for. They like the, the running receiving backs in, uh, Kansas City, and they drafted the perfect one here for them. So I'm interested to see how the rest of this kid's rookie season will go, because it's gonna get—he's a perfect for a PBR league. If you got him first round. You're smart. I was trying to gun for him as a possible pick in the first round or even second round, but it just didn't work out for me this year. Hopefully next year I'll get this kid. And five was tough. Five was tough. I won't. Ugh, there was like three guys that I'll, I'll—I'll name you the three. And, I, I I went with probably, it was between Josh Jacobs, James Robinson, and Melvin Gordon. I'm going to be honest with you right there. For those guys. Alvin Kamara isn't even in that category. Zeke's in that category. It's like, ah, man, there's so many good ones. It's it, That's why, maybe I should have done a top 10 because these guys would all be in there. But, it's close. yardage wise and TD-wise, ah. I had to give it to Josh Jacobs. There's, like I said, a lot of people are probably like, why not Zeke? Why not Melvin Gordon, James Rob? Like the guys I just named before. Probably more people are shouting out, why not Zeke? Like, what are you nuts? Or why not Alvin Kamara even as well? I, I, I think just Josh Jacobs as a whole is just, just the, the beast so far. 300 yards rushing. Three rushing touchdowns. He really just commands the field going forward. And I... Put him at number five. But like I said, you got guys like James Robinson, 285 yards, three touchdowns. Melvin Gorin, 281, three touchdowns. Zeke, 273, three touchdowns. Guys like that just commanding the field and doing a great job. You can even say Chris Carson, too. Chris Carson's having a phenomenal year. 237, two touchdowns. Miles Sanders is even another one I'd probably throw up there because when you give him, they don't give him enough shot in Philly, but when you do give him a shot, he is very good. Another running back and receiving back. 236 and so one touchdown for him. The running backs are sure just, they're all, all of them are all around good. That's just a quick five that I said though going the start. Like I said, that list probably will expand into a top 10 later on as the season gets deeper. I just wanted to give you know, your quick top five, but that's like the five I think that have really been highlighting it so far this season. Quick now for the receivers this season I think it's pretty much safe to say that number one and number two are DeAndre Hopkins with 39 receptions going forward this year he's just with 397 yards receiving man he's this guy I've said all season why are they saying he's done just because he goes to the Cardinals he's done what are you nuts DeAndre Hopkins done how is this man done? It doesn't make a lick of sense to me. The one only surprising thing so far is that he's only got one touchdown this season. But more will to come. Trust me, more will come. But he's just just awesome. I love DeAndre Hopkins. Just a, just a great guy. And going forward, he's going to continue with that Kyle Murray man. Those two together. Whew, scary. Scary things going forward there. Uh, Mari Cooper definitely got to put him in number two. You know, Coop, 401 yards. Also got his first another guy who's shockingly just also got his first touchdown this past weekend. And thirty-seven receptions. It's definitely Dak's number one target. It's a beast. And Coop going forward is definitely gonna be continued to be a number one target there. Um ugh, there's so many good receivers, this is another tough category. A lot of people will be like, what? I say number three guy right now. I gotta go. Probably Keenan out a guy who gets disrespected, always on the cusp of the top ten. Thirty two receptions, three twenty-seven yards. And one touchdown also. It's uh, 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 just a guy who gets disrespected. He has that big man size. He's physical. He's lean. He's mean. Dude, but he... he I don't know if it's because he's in L.A., but they get. he's always on the cusp. Always on the cusp of being in the top ten. Sometimes even people have him in the top five. I've always had him as a top ten, though. But in this list, he's sitting there at number three, man. He's doing really good. And he's going to continue to be the number one guy. Now they gave him that extension for Justin Herbert. So that's perfect going forward for Herbert that he's got a guy... That he's going to lock in and hopefully build a great relationship going forward. Number four and five. I picked Robbie Anderson at number four because he's really just showing everybody this year how much, was, how much that the Jets blew it by not keeping him, man. And a lot of people thought, mm, maybe he might be done. Maybe he was just a fluke in New York. Like, he was good, but he wasn't that good. But damn, he is elite this year, man. 28 receptions, 377 yards receiving, and one touchdown. He is just killing it in carolina definitely showing everyone that he's the number one guy there and he's just going to continue that with young teddy bridgewater at his side it's exciting to see if that goes somewhere going forward it's a tough team but they're still staying in there with games man and one of the reasons is this guy robbie anderson and i picked this spit <coughs> excuse me stefan diggs as my number five i said this guy was going to go off this year when he signed with Buffalo, because I knew he'd be perfect deep there for Josh Allen. 26 receptions, 403 yards, and two receiving touchdowns. He's going to continue to be that deep threat package there going forward and just just destroying everybody in his way, man. And along with Brown on that team as well, and Beasley. Bills are scary, man. And really quick, I, I know it was more receivers I was given there, but then, like, you don't want to go tight ends. Sure, Like I'd say probably... Just quick, Darren Waller is one to mention in uh, LA Raiders. 29 receptions, 247, and a touchdown. You also got obviously Travis Kelsey, 24 receptions, 297 as well. He's got two touchdowns. And let's throw in another tight end here. Let me just look real quick. Next tight end, I probably get definitely George Kittle for a guy who's already. It's amazing that he's he's only played two games and he's got 19 receptions, 227, and a, and a touchdown. He's a special player, special player. I'd go top three for that one real quick. But going forward, the tight ends this year, another group of guys that are just starting to tear it up this year. There's a lot of them. We got some injuries, you know. We're going with them, but we'll figure it out going forward. It's a long season. Uh, we're gonna go to defense now. Tackles. Who's got the most tackles and sacks? Let's see what we got here. Start with some tackles here. Some defensive players that we're going to just show out. This could be DN's linebackers. Let's see. Let's go probably start with Eric Kendricks. He's got the most tackles right now 45 tackles all together. No sacks. Just a beast linebacker from the Vikings. And it's a, that's a tough defense going forward. But, you know, hopefully Eric Kendricks and. The rest of the team would figure it out. I mean, they really lost a lot of their D-backs this season, so they just got to rely heavily on the linebackers. Hopefully, it's a young D-line that they formed going forward as well. I'd say another big guy to highlight, too. Another linebacker, Bobby Wagner. My boy, Bobby Wagner. 38 combined tackles, also no sacks. But it's just one of the best linebackers. I'd probably say the best linebacker in the league now going forward. Middle linebacker, really clarified, because we got those outside linebackers as well. But definitely just doing good things there in Seattle. Really another team that's got a tough D-back situation and a tough D-line. So he's really tearing it up at the middle linebacker spot. Just flying all over the ball like a magnet. And we go for an outside linebacker here. My man Darius Smith, who's leading the league in sacks. He's got five sacks. Tied for first in sacks. Five sacks and 16 total tackles. Zadarius Smith, man. Beast. Just, just absolute monster. Still don't get why the Ravens got rid of him. Imagine if the Ravens kept him. And then he went to the Packers, and he's been their number one guy there. And he's going to continue. Just do awesome things for the Packers. Darius Smith, scary, scary dude. Just just gets off the edge so, so quick and so fast. He just, he's right there every time. Boom, boom, boom. And he just knocks over these guards like crazy when he goes up the middle, too. Can't stop him, man. You just can't stop him. Going in number four. Give it to another outside linebacker. three point three and a half sacks and nine tackles. Mr. TJ Watt, the other Watt brother, man. Yes, the other Watt brother. I gotta give him number four. This is a guy who, you know, he's usually these these guys, the brothers, there's only either one, two. There's three of them. Two of them are defense, one's fullback, but usually there's only one that you really shine. So we thought it was JJ, but TJ's really showing that he's not just the younger brother, he's just a stud and he can definitely be maybe even as good or maybe even one day better than J.J. Who knows? He's got a long career ahead of him. <coughs> Excuse me. So we'll have to find out going forward what happens there. And then the last guy I want to highlight probably, like I guess there's so many other guys we can go for, but I want to throw this guy in because i just been watching a few of the Rams games this season. He's just been, it's amazing how good this guy is. Aaron Donald, 13 combined tackles this season and three and a half sacks. He is just unreal, man. I watched that, I and I said this multiple times this week. I watched this man pick up one offensive lineman, push him into another, and still make the tackle on the quarterback. Unreal, un, just physical power this guy releases into people is just scary. Pure scariness that this guy just picks people up, throws them into other people, and still makes a play. Whew. Got to watch out for Aaron Donald going forward because he's just going to just eat people up. Now, real quick, we go into the last category of defense, and it's really just interceptions. And we'll probably go for most interceptions this season, which, like I said, it's short. Not many, but we'll start with the guys leading. Pierre, Pierre Desir for the uh, New York Jets. Three interceptions. I saw him get that one nice pick six. Uh, on Thursday Night Football last weekend, solid corner. I mean, I remember him in his um, Indianapolis days, and he wasn't that bad. And now he's with the Jets. He's probably he's the number one corner on the Jets right now. And going forward, I think he's the guy for them, <laughs> like corner wise. It's, it's the there really is no the guy really anymore for the Jets. I mean, the guy for them before was Jamal Adams, but yeah, you know, the rest of the team you know it's not easy going forward for all these guys so you just gotta really just bypass whatever's going on for all them i know it's a difficult season for the jets and going forward who knows what's gonna happen probably get trevor lawrence i don't know maybe we'll see uh, another guy I want to throw in real quick who I think has been tearing it up for them. Or I mentioned him before. Offensively, now it's to go defensively. Dante Jackson on the Panthers, man. Two interceptions this year. And he's barely been a lo- uh, a lockdown corner. Uh, very, very good on his his part so far this season. He's really opened a lot of eyes. Uh, was uh, Small. But he, he he jumps, man. He's got some he's got some hops, and I I really like him going forward for that team. I mean, he's just he, he's out size, but he's just so quick, you know. And, and and he really impresses me a lot. And for a team that's really struggling, he he comes up big for them, you know. So I want to see Dante Jackson definitely going forward, making some moves, and hopefully, a guy like they help rebuild the defense around because they're in total rebuild mode now after getting great Cam Newton. But they have some pieces, and he's one of them. He's one of their big pieces. So I would like to see what they do going forward him. Dante Jackson definitely got a highlight there. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is another corner I've been watching a lot lately, too. He's been unreal. Besides that big fight that happened last week between him, I'm going to you, we won't get into that. But, my man, he's just been locked down, man. He's been locked down. He's got no interceptions, but he's got 12 tackles this year and two pass deflections. And he's really been impressing me a lot. He's just... One of the reasons why he's probably the, and still the number one corner in the league, man. He's just, uh, he's unreal. Uh, the Jacksonville messed up. They messed up? I don't know how you blow it like that and get rid of a guy like that, but they messed up. And the Rams really have something special with him going forward. And then throwing the fourth guy, Stefan Gilmore, definitely, once again, I think is... It's, it's tough. It's like between him and Ramsey, it's like one and two. I mean, the man's got ten tackles, one forced fumble, one interception, two pass functions. The guy's a beast. Sadly, he just got taken out with COVID, so he's going to be out for probably a couple weeks. That's going to hurt the Patriots. And the uh, guy going forward, we want to see, you know, on the field, especially for a depleting team like that. It's really tough. You know, I that team really needs some help <laughs> going forward, and the, losing a guy like that. That's uh, they do have some young guys around them, but you know that are good. But he's just he he's a real different figure. The last guy I just want to throw into. Uh, no interceptions, but I just been he's been really more better. I think I've ever seen him now that I saw him with the Jets. Really, I think he's really because he's just I think he's happier now. And that's Jamal Adams, fourteen tackles and one pass deflection. Has just really been a a trailblazer for the Seahawks defense this year as well. Just all over the ball, just dismantling teams everywhere. And is just a, a, a true just warrior out there on the defense. Just like a magnet. Wherever that ball is, boom, he's right there. Boom, every time. And to see him just dominate the way he's been, it's It's exciting. It's, it's a guy who's been complaining, and I don't blame him being on the Jets all these years, and they're just not a good team, you know, then finally gets his wish and he's gone, and hopefully, you know, uh, he finds his way there. You know, I think he's comfortable. I think he really likes the team. I think that him going with him fo- going forward on those D-backs, which they are kind of weak at, it might be the piece they've been missing <clears throat> since the Legion of Boom. He's like the Legion of Boom all wrapped in the one, so... We'll have to see going forward with that. And then real quick, <coughs> excuse me, ah, oh, coughing today. Um, going with last week's games, you know, much better week than I expected, not going to lie. You know, I think the big, some crazy games was the Dallas-Cleveland game, 49-38 Cleveland over Dallas. That was an intense game. Probably, in my opinion, the best game of last week that was just (laughs) insane that game i would say that was the game if you didn't see that game that was one of the games you missed also seattle miami just said the fact that miami was like giving seattle problems seattle 31 miami 23 was an interesting game to watch uh looking at a quick list of the games here from last week yeah that's really like it like the games are either like hit or miss for me, I think even the I'll, I'll even say, even as not as exciting as it would have sound. the Denver Jets game was actually pretty good. I, I stayed for that whole game, that was just the whole second half was just ridiculous. Denver 37, New York 28. You know, the Sunday game, Eagles, San Francisco, I thought was just very lackadaisical. Not as. Uh, <sighs> exciting as you probably would be i think it's just because of injuries on both sides i think if you had two full healthy teams that would have definitely been one of probably the best game of the week but i think all the injuries it kind of just was all over the place and it just didn't seem like up to its hype uh even throwing in there the buffalo vegas game was pretty good too buffalo 30 uh vegas 23 and then the eagles game was philly getting their first one finally 25 philly 20 san francisco and then the two Monday night games, we had two because of New England getting switched over because of the uh, COVID thing with Cam Newton. That game, I'll be honest, I didn't watch a lick of it. And just watching the highlights, it really was just all Kansas City. I mean, the, I, it's kind of what you expected. Kansas City 26, New England 10. And then the Green Bay-Atlanta game was another game you expected to be able to... Uh, Green Bay 30, Atlanta 16. Just injury little Atlanta team. Just disappointing there, and then the Tennessee Pittsburgh game was on by because of COVID. Sadly, going into this week, week five, we're probably going to see that again. So, be prepared for that. So Tennessee and Buffalo disappointing because it's exciting to watch Buffalo this year. Now that they're four 0 they have such a good team. So we might not even get to see Buffalo play this year or play this week. Excuse me, which can be disappointing. But we'll not official yet. So. Fingers crossed, man, but it's not looking good. I'll tell you that right now, it's not looking good. So, prepare your fantasy teams if you have Tennessee and Buffalo, guys, because it ain't looking good so far. The Thursday night matchup is Tampa Bay and Chicago. Chicago was undefeated and looked like a little dark horse team, but then their true spirits came to light last week when they just couldn't do anything and they got their first loss. And Tampa Bay, Tom Brady looked like the old Tom Brady, throwing five TDs last week. So now he's in Thursday night football. The only problem I can't immediately say Tom Brady has the advantage this week got no receivers scotty miller out mike evans out uh chris godwin out oj howard out (laughs) like he's basically down to his man gronk and i don't even know who else so that's gonna be interesting to watch this thursday night game you know so chicago might have the slight advantage because they have a little bit more healthier group of starters so look for chicago to kind of bounce back here i think chicago gonna beat Tampa bay mainly because it's that uh offense it's Bad and then I know Leonard Fournette's still questionable coming this week, so I don't know if he's going to play tomorrow night as well. So look for that too. Crazy, uh, Carolina Atlanta divisional matchup. <laughs> the way Atlanta's so banged up and so bad they were last week, and Carolina just looks a lot better with offensively, defensively. Like I said, rough, but offensively they look good. I think Carolina's going to come out and beat up Atlanta. Atlanta's still going to be riding the O and now <laughs> O and five train. I think after this week. Buffalo, Tennessee, just talked about that. COVID, who knows? Up in the air. Las Vegas, Kansas City. Decent game. I still think Kansas City rides the uh, undefeated streak here. You know, Vegas also suffering a lot of injuries going forward. So Kansas City, I think, rolls with that one. Arizona, a tough loss last week. So I think they bounced back against an easy Jets opponent this week. So look for Arizona for a bounce back game there. Philly and Pittsburgh, interesting game. Uh, I like it a lot this could be if philly rides the momentum of last week hey i think they could be a nice little upset team against pittsburgh it's possible i'm still riding pittsburgh on this one but like i said this could be an upset game look for philly to now they got a little momentum under them and they are somehow in first place with a tie a couple weeks earlier look for them to get the momentum to try to bypass the pittsburgh steelers this weekend los angeles rams in washington I think it's gonna be an easy Rams win here. I don't see especially now Dwayne Haskins has been benched. Alert alert. No Dwayne Haskins anymore. I think we all could have saw that coming. The way he's been playing. Bust picked there. Now they go Kyle Allen, the third string quarterback who you might have remember him from last year being the replacement for Cam Noon most of the year. And having some really good games and then having a lot of bad games as well. But who knows? Let's see what the Ron Rivera liking this kid last year brings in to Washington. Let's see if he could make some magic happen there from try to get their second one. Bangles at Baltimore. Bengals I like the Bengals, man. They they pass heavy team and Joe Mixon went off last week, getting their first win, but it's Baltimore. You know, and Baltimore's looking to just rev the engines again and uh, keep continuing the, their destruction of uh, path that they've been moving on this season. So I've got to go Baltimore probably this one, but uh, this is another team where I could see if Baltimore slips, if they can find a way to stop the Lamar Jackson, I think that's really the key. Bengals could be another upset team this week too because they're starting to finally click the receivers. I think that whole offense is starting to click around Joe Burrow. My man, go, might be smoking another cigar this weekend. We'll see. Jacksonville at Houston. No Bill O'Brien, the first coach fired this year after an 0-4 start. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I think we kind of all saw that coming, now with the way he's been making some terrible executive decisions. I'm looking for Jacksonville to actually take advantage of that. Romeo Cornell now the new interim head coach. A good old, old school coach. Not going to give it all say that romeo's terrible he's a good guy i think he can still get coaches team to a win but i like jacksonville you know i'm really riding the the gardner mishu train this year man i really pray pray and hope for this kid to stay in Jacksonville will be the starter because i don't want to see this guy get screwed and they get you know somehow they slip all the way down the first pick and then they go trevor lawrence nah keith Gardner. i think Gardner's is the future right there in jacksonville he's a fan favorite and a money maker Keep that, man. If I get a, I, I'll tell you right now, the only Jacksonville jersey you'll ever see me buy right now, as of right now would be a Garner Mishu one. Kid's great. So I'm going Jacksonville over Houston. Miami at San Francisco. I think Miami gets a W here, you know? I, I know they've been struggling lately, but I think they rebound here off a, a tough San Francisco team that still can't figure it out, man. They had they had to drop out into the third-string quarterback against the Eagles. So if, uh, Jimmy G.A. back, I think Miami gets a W here. I like Miami in this one. I just, uh, some just, they almost beat Seattle last week. That's what I'm saying. I think they can ride in here and get a a W here. I'm going Miami all the way with that. Indianapolis at Cleveland. This is going to be a barn burner. I like this game, but I'm going Cleveland. I think Cleveland definitely, even without Nick Chubb going forward, they got Cream Hunt. They got some other pieces behind them. Odell Beckham coming back alive for the first time since his giant days last week. I think the offense is starting to click there. I think Baker Mayfield finally might become... The quarterback we used to see in college consistently, so look for. Cle- I think Cleveland gets another win here. I think they're going to go four wins in a row. Let's go, let's go, Cleveland! Yo, exciting to see uh, this terrible city actually have something to root for. Oh yeah, yeah, do York Giants at Dallas. I'm definitely going Dallas on this one. I'm a Giants fan. I'm telling you this. I want us to lose every game because I want to get Trevor Lawrence on his team or something. It's just terrible watching the Giants. And Dallas has been scoring so many points, it'd be shocking for them to let the Giants come in and just drop like 30 points. So i look for Dallas to finally get another win here and get win number two. And at least establish themselves as contenders this year in the division. Denver in New England. This is going to be a sloppy game, once again, because Cam's still out. Denver still doesn't have Drew Lock. so who knows with that game. If I really had to put money on it. I'd probably go, well then New England, I was, I was about to say New England, but I just realized Gilmore's out now too, so that's going to help Denver. I'd probably still go New England, just even with Cam Newton and Gilmore out, the best offense and defensive player, because they got some good backup corners still that can still go forward. It's just a quarterback situation they got to figure out for this week. And I think Denver's just got way too many injuries, and they're just, even though they had that big win last week, they really would have to do that same thing again. That was just against the Jets. Now New England's a much a little better team, so I just I go more New England on this one. And then uh, the, dude, those Sunday night Monday night game are gonna be great. I'm excited. Uh, Minnesota at Seattle. This is gonna be all passing, just all passing down your throats, and then a little bit of running mixed in with the uh, Carson and uh, Cook. This game might be one of the best games we see this season, dude. I'm really pumped for this one. Oh, Seattle, Minnesota. I'm going with my boy Russell Wilson, though. I got to ride the, the Russell Wilson chain. That's my boy right there, the MVP chain. Let's go. Seattle over Minnesota. It's going to be a great game. But like I said, with Justin Jefferson now in the mix, look for Minnesota to give the ball to that kid. He's been doing some great things. So they could if, if they take advantage of that weak Seattle defense on the D-backs, Minnesota has a chance. And then the Saints, Saints play in Los Angeles. This could be another great game. Uh, I definitely, I have to go, you know, I would say Saints. I, if, if, I don't think Michael Thomas is coming back this week still. I haven't really heard much about that, but I I, think I, I would say Saints if Michael Thomas is playing. I'm going Los Angeles. I think the Chargers win. Even though they don't have Austin Eckler, hey, they still have their receiving core, and they still have uh, Justin Kelly, who if he can just hold on to the ball, like he hasn't the last two weeks, but if he can hold on to the ball, we've seen him be a decent running back. So that could make a difference. So Justin Kelly, and we got Justin Jackson in the backfield as well. It's going to be a murder. I think it's another game where you just see a lot of passing and you're going, you know, old school versus new school, basically. Future Hall of Famer, Drew Brees versus the young rookie, Justin Herbert. So uh, that's going to be another fun game. I, I like that one. You know, I'm going to Los Angeles to that one. I think they get the, I think they take the cake on that one. And then we get our first bye week. Uh, Detroit and Green Bay not playing this week. I don't think anyone's really worried about Detroit. Green Bay's been fun to watch, though. So they'll be back next week, and they'll definitely have Devontae Adams because he could have played the last game, but they didn't need him, and they knew they didn't need him because they crushed the Atlanta anyway. So smart. Let him get that extra week of rest last week, and then they're on a bye, so it's a double extra week of rest. So he'll be 100% probably going forward for the rest of the season, hopefully, knock on wood on that one. But yeah, those are our buys, Detroit, Green Bay, and we'll see what happens there. That's going to do it for this edition of the 2-Minute Warning Show. Um, trying to think of what we can do possibly for next week. Uh, I did a little top 10 list there. Hmm, I don't know. I'll have to really uh, think about it and really think of anything going forward for this episode. Really, I- I- I'll definitely think of something next week. I, w- I want to switch up a little bit. I don't want just me talking about each game, you know kinda of gets boring after a while. I try to just throw something in there every week. Maybe some old school stuff or maybe a hot take. I'm thinking maybe even getting a hot take on uh next week's episode. Maybe yeah, I think we'll do a nice hot take next week. And then uh if I come up with anything else, uh you'll find out next week. So tune in to see what I come up with in my mad brain here for next week's episode. But other than that, I think it's gonna be a solid weekend for football, so definitely you know, watch it, and then go into real college football real quick. I'm excited for the uh, Clemson-Miami game, 1-7. Uh, definitely tune into that. I think uh, I'm a Miami boy, so I am definitely want to see if the the U can pull the big upset. I mean, I wouldn't be that much of an upset because they're 7, but still, I mean, it hasn't seen the U be a top team in years. So look for that game Saturday night, clemson And Miami, watch that. It's another good football game to watch if you're into the college realm. So I recommend that for Saturday. And then, like I said, Sunday football, baby. Let's go. Uh, It's going to be a good weekend, though. But everyone be safe. Have a good weekend. And tune in next week to see what I come up with, all right? Have a good week. Be safe. Like, once again, love you all. Tune in. Spread the word. Let's go. Have a good weekend.